Star Wars Action News is brought to you in part by Brian's Toys. At Brian'sToys.com, you can find Star Wars toys and collectibles from 1977 to the present. Brian's Toys has it all, from vintage toys and action figures right up to the latest releases. And when checking out, be sure to say you were referred to Brian's Toys by Star Wars Action News. So go check out the world's largest selection of Star Wars toys at Brian'sToys.com. Listening to Star Wars Action News, your source for Star Wars collecting news, reviews, and updates, helping Star Wars collectors collect better. Be sure to check out our website at SWActionNews.com, where you can see photos of the items discussed, chat with other Star Wars Action News listeners, and much more, including information on how you can be part of the show. Hey, everybody, welcome to Star Wars Action News. I'm Jerry. And I'm Dan. And we are Bounty of the Rockstar back. You know, Dan, it's almost a year ago to the day that we hosted last year. It was the first week of May, which eh, we're a couple days ahead here, but it's the first week of May last year that we got the chance to do this. Oddly enough, I think when Iron Man 2 came out, so I think whenever there's a Marvel movie that's coming out, Arnie has this little, oh, I'm going to Chicago, oh, I'm building a house thing, and he's just, you know, <laughs> he's just running, he's getting in line to see Thor a week ahead of time and says, hey, guys, take the show, I, I'm busy. So, but, it, it, you know, let, 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 let's keep our eyes open to what happens when Captain America comes out, because I, I think I'm finding a pattern of behavior here, so. Oh, that's just sad. He's getting in week in line a week early to see Thor. I'm pretty sure he doesn't have to do that. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I think but, those days are gone of having to do that kind of stuff. Because you know the marvelicious thing, the guy's got to keep his eyes open on everything now. So let's just uh, let's just hope that he doesn't pick up a uh, DC uh, uh, habit as well. But uh, anyway, we're really really glad to be here uh, hosting uh, once again, calling in the B team, I guess, the lefty and the player to be named later. Oh wait a minute, that's you, Rockstar. Uh, but. <laughs> So we're really glad to be here. We've got a few things to talk about, and we're going to uh, do a little bit of a preview for some special stuff coming up on Republic Forces. What, what's that What's that about, Dan? Well, you know, since we're going to hijack his show anyway, we might as well hijack it with the intent of furthering our own. So Darn straight. <laughs> Plug away, my friend. So, you know, we're going to talk a little bit. It's the introduction to our semi-regular segment, the Dan and Jerry Collecting Buzz. And since... It's something that we have collected in the past and something we're kind of looking at continuing with, with the introduction of figures that may or may not show up in stores eventually. We thought we'd take a look at the toys from the Clone Wars micro series, and that kind of coincides with our summer programming over at RFRN, where we're going to be watching the Clone Wars micro series and reviewing it in all of its three and a half minute episode glory. <laughs> yes, because Republic Forces Radio Network is the only Star Wars podcast that's dedicated to all things Star Wars animation. Okay, is the commercial over? Was that over the, <laughs> was that over the top? I can never tell. It's a little so. much. I don't know. <laughs> Dan, by the way, may the fourth be with you. And also with you. And actually, in the next day or two, as of the posting of this show, it is going to be the unofficial National Star Wars Day, May the 4th. And actually, this year, Dan, 
something pretty cool is happening on May the 4th, which I'm not really sure if anything cool has ever happened on May the 4th. It obviously just sounds cool to say, hey, May the 4th. But yeah, a lot of geeks post May the 4th be with you on their Twitter and Facebook. Oh, yeah. I think there will be <laughs> approximately 700,000 of those coming through this this uh, this Wednesday. But there's another reason to be excited about May the 4th. If you go to May the 4th, dot star wars dot com and that's may the fourth and fourth is four th at nine a.m. eastern six a.m. pacific we're going to get details on star wars the complete saga on blu-ray star wars dot com actually says on may fourth all will be revealed and the page i was just talking about may the fourth dot star wars dot com has got a countdown clock right now saying all will be revealed dan what do you think we're going to get what's on this thing that they're actually doing a countdown clock and that's 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 the kind of thing you do for like a uh, like a, a prequel or something. Well, as we've talked about on Republic Forces Radio Network, I believe that we're going to since they had them in studio to record some lines for a couple episodes of the Clone Wars. We're going to get a bunch of crazy new scenes with Qui Gon Jinn. Well, maybe not crazy new stuff. I'm thinking uh, they got Liam Neeson to re-record. Some of the lines from episode two, when we hear his force ghost yell out to Anakin, I'm thinking he cleaned those up in his own voice rather than them putting together pre-recorded audio. Uh, I think and maybe we will get that episode three scene that was supposed to be in there with Qui-Gon's force ghost appearing during the conversation between Obi-Wan and Anakin. And you know what? Uh, I, I think that would be worth the, the, the price of admission right there. I think that would be really awesome if they filmed new footage to try to piece all that together. I don't yeah. see it happening. I, I think that's unlikely, but that would be cool. Well, you know what? If they already had most of that scene and they just had to shoot a little bit Liam Neeson and then put him in and post digitally, come on. They've done that. with. I mean, yeah, we but got then he'd a have new to do his hair. minute and a half. <laughs> We got a new minute and a half of digitally produced pod racers for the episode one DVD just because they wanted to put them in there. Yeah, but that's, that's, all, that's all animation. You know, with Liam, you got to get the facial hair right. You got to get the, 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 his, the long hair, you know, everything to make him look like Qui-Gon. I mean, I, well, I don't know if they go through the then Maybe they're saving those scenes for the special editions, a.k.a. 3D. Because if... If you think that what we're going to see in 3D is exactly what we've already seen without George going in and put a little something-something in there, you missed 1997 altogether. You know, that's actually an interesting point. Do you show your hand for the Blu-ray, or do you wait for the the big-ticket movie sales of 3D? That, that's an interesting point, Dan. We, we might not be overwhelmed by the Blu-ray, but I'm really surprised they're just making, they're making such a big deal about this with the countdown, kind of a separate URL to go to. Usually it's just a... Oh, hey, did you see StarWars.com listed what was going to be on the DVDs? Oh, no, I'll go check that out. Oh, but remember, we've been clamoring. People have been screaming from the rafters for this to be out on Blu-ray since Blu-ray became the media of choice. Well, I always said even before it became the media of choice, I always said that whichever one of these two formats could secure either Star Wars or Lord of the Rings, that would make the decision if they could get it exclusively. Of course, neither happened. I mean, they both waited to Blu-ray became the choice, but I thought that would have been a deal-breaker if either one of them could have secured one of those franchises first. What else do you think we're going to get in terms of, like, other deleted scenes? I mean, we saw some pretty major stuff at C5, although some would argue really wasn't a big deal. But, I mean, come on, that was 
hidden 27, 28-year-old footage. That, that, that's pretty amazing to see stuff like that had gotten shot. I would really like to see the extension of the Episode 1 lightsaber duel on Tatooine. If you remember from the book, Darth Maul, when Qui-Gon jumps into the ship, Darth Maul follows. They fight a little bit on the ship, and he ends yes. up kicking him out. And right. the movie, it looked like Darth Maul was standing up from the ground. So that scene, I'm thinking, was shot. Maybe cut for time reasons. But I'd like to see the rest of that shot. I would like to see how that was handled. That's That'd be really neat. That'd be really neat. I'll tell you what I, what I really hope we see, and I, I've not heard anything that would clue me into this, but over the years there have been so many making of Star Wars documentaries, a couple of them you know, date back to about the time when each movie was made. And I, I have from uh, on VHS this making of Star Wars documentary that came with like the Fruit Loops, you know, Kellogg cereal promotion back in 95, 96. And I have a VHS player that will play it, but it looks so doggone awful these days. I hope they take some of these uh, documentaries that they've made over the, the years and make them available in this medium. I mean, these documentaries are typically half hour, 45 minutes or whatever. That would be awesome. I'd just like to have like the complete collection of the documentaries that have been made from Star Wars to Jedi, the making of a saga that was actually the, – the, the making of Star Wars I think was actually only Star Wars, but they had another one. But I know what you mean. And, you know, with all the things they do with Blu-ray, with like the little games and all the stuff that they do, it would be very easy for them to integrate some of the stuff that they have like on those uh, – was it the Behind the Magic DV, uh, CD-ROM? Oh, sure. The, that covered the yeah. original trilogy, and then they did one for episode one. Was just all kinds of behind-the-scenes stuff and some trivia and stuff like that. That'd be really cool to see some of those features brought back, too. Yeah, especially, I mean, I, I will say this. Uh, in reference to that Behind the Magic CD-ROM, I will, I will feel cheated if we do not get better, cleaned-up versions of the big scene. I don't. I don't even necessarily care if it's integrated in the film. I, I want it to look nice, to where it could have been from the film. But yeah, th- that that th- that other special that came out at the end of Return of the Jedi, from Star Wars to Jedi, making of a saga, that was fantastic. You know, that was like that was my first look to the behind the scenes of Star Wars. Aside from the old Leonard Nimoy hosted Nickelodeon show, remember three, two, one, lights, camera, action. That's that is going way back. <laughs> you know, I do. I remember bits and pieces of that special. I remember specifically them talking about uh, like the Hoth scene and how horrible it was with the Wampa. I remember distinctly seeing the actor in the Wampa suit fall over on Mark Campbell <laughs> a few times, dragging him through the snow. That sticks out in my mind. Those were the best. I'd I'd love. <laughs> I don't even care if they're high definition. Just. Just just even get me 480p versions of them, just so maybe you can cram a lot of them onto a single disc or something. I just want them preserved fairly well. Are we well. Getting, we're getting nine discs, are oh, we? Oh, sure. Yeah. And, like, how many hours of extra stuff? I don't know. All will be revealed on May 4th. <laughs> now, we did get a preview of a new Clone Wars figure this week. Coming uh, over at Sandtroopers.com, they have some pictures that have surfaced surfaced on the interwebs of a Clone Wars Savage Opress figure. Now, it is Savage in his beefy form without his shirt on. So I guess this is kind of from when he was training with Count Dooku, for those of you who remember the Night Sisters trilogy. 
Interestingly enough, at least from what we see now, accessory-wise, he does not come with a lightsaber. He comes with two versions of his mystic pike or axe thing that Mother Talzin summoned out of the air for him, one of which shoots a projectile because, hey, action features are fun. No. Looks to be an interesting figure. He is uh, a decent size. They do uh, have him compared to an ARF trooper, and he is about a head taller. So he's a pretty decent sized figure. So it'll be interesting to see. I don't remember his hands being that yellow, but <laughs> that was half a season ago. A lot of stuff's happened since then. We've lost Echo. I'm still in mourning, personally. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, actually, you know, Dan, I think it's a pretty solid-looking figure and uh, might be another example of one of those Clone Wars figures. But since it's got such a good, solid build because he's so much bigger, it actually looks like it would also stand together you know on a display shelf or whatever with just you know any any figure i guess maybe the colors might be more bright and vibrant but i kind of hope it comes with a lightsaber though i I don't i don't know if these pictures are enough to say that it won't but certainly i hope they do i think that's kind of key now it might be one of those scenarios where savage press will end up in a battle pack with Asajj Ventress and Count Dooku, and maybe then he'll have the lightsabers, and then people will you know, feel the need to buy them all over again to get different accessories. But I, ho- I hope they don't go there. That'd be kind of lame. Considering I don't remember him being beefed out when he didn't have a shirt on, if I remember correctly, actually, I don't remember him not having a shirt on ever. And if it was without a shirt, it was just during the second episode when he was skinny. So I have a feeling we will see another Savage Opress figure that comes with his armor and probably a lightsaber then. Maybe Dan, it'll come with a Jedi Master to impale. <laughs> Dan, that's a that's a good point. I, for some reason, I didn't even think about that. You're right. When he was beefed up, we didn't see him like this a lot. He, he probably walked off the operating table or the voodoo table or whatever looking like this. But you, you're right. When he was in battle or when he was presented to Dooku, he, um, he, he, he was a little bit more modest about himself. All right, Dan, I know you've been doing a lot of toy runs lately because I get, like, the uh, IMs from you at work in the middle of the day saying, oh, I just got back from lunch. What, what, what's going on out there? I haven't actually hit any stores in the last couple of days. Nothing. <laughs> is, this, is this where we insert the cricket sound? Yes. Uh, as has been said before, uh, there's more tumbleweeds than, than the new stuff. You know, Dan, I did see the other day the Empire Strikes Back vintage Stormtrooper figure, and I'd already picked it up several weeks ago, so I didn't think anything of it. But now I'm kicking myself. Jedi Temple Archives has posted on their site from one of their readers about variations that's being found on the Stormtrooper and the Luke pilot, kind of the Dagobah landing one. The Stormtrooper one is awesome. I mean, if you're like me, I, I hate it when they take the Stormtrooper and try to make his helmet removable. Because the helmets always are terrible. Well, it looks like that figure's been updated to where it's got a much different helmet and a little bit more detail in the midsection. And, and Dan, I'll be honest with you, I, I kind of glazed over the Stormtrooper because I knew I had it. I hope I didn't pass it up because I, I want, like, an army of these Stormtroopers. Based on this picture that's posted on Jedi Temple Archives, this is the coolest-looking Stormtrooper helmet I think they've ever done in 3 and 3 quarter inch. I cannot wait to find some of these. Have you seen this? No, I've seen the picture. I haven't seen them in the wild. I'm, I'm wondering. Is it? Uh, I can't tell. It doesn't say 
whether or not it's removable. I mean, I'm fine with my Stormtrooper helmets not being removable. Oh, I am because too. That's, that's they make right. them god-awful huge. <laughs> I don't, I'm even to the point where I'm tired of the clone helmets being removable because the, the only, same reason. The only ones that should be removable are when they're Luke and Han. Because that never happens with Stormtroopers that they take helmets off. <laughs> I get the clones. Although you're right, it's overdone. We get it. Yep. He's got a face. But, you know, I'm with you. Totally. Stop, stop, stop. That's a good point, though. There's nothing in this article, maybe they didn't even open it, that would necessarily even say whether this is a removable helmet or just an altogether different head. That's a really good point, Dan. You know, the changes on that Luke Skywalker figure are pretty nice, too. The helmet's really good. They've uh, they, they put a little more color to Luke's lightsaber, so it is a little more obviously blue and not so much... Not so blue. Yeah, the other one looked like the batteries were going out on it. His previous saber looked a lot like the Imperial Knight sabers, which were just a clear blade. So now now it's Luke's saber again, so that's good. That's a, that, nice as he has bro paying attention to those little details. Yeah, I'm pretty ecstatic. I uh, especially, I mean, unfortunately at nine ninety nine a figure, I, I might try to pick up some of these Stormtroopers. You know, speaking of prices and things, this is completely off of anything we're talking about right now. And it's referencing... Shows from a show from a few weeks ago where I left a voicemail that I was on the hunt for a uh, clearance ATAT. I would just like to say that that hunt has ended successfully. In fact, I did find a $50 ATAT tonight, even. Well, congratulations. And Jerry, and Jerry since you're here, I'm going to guess that you also were rescued from the lava. So, congratulations to you as well. And for those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, you're not up on your shows, and you need to go back a few weeks and catch up. (laughs) Good topic, by the way. Here's a thought. Here's an interesting thought. I have recently, as you know, but our our audience doesn't, I have recently traded in my 300-horsepower all-wheel-drive sports sedan for a hybrid. Okay? Gas this weekend in the Cincinnati area just jumped up to four fifteen a gallon. I heard somebody on a Transformers podcast that I occasionally listen to talk about how, you know, with four or five dollar gas, the online, you know, the e-tailers have got an opportunity to, to, to capitalize here. You know, what's what's five, six dollars of shipping on an item, especially if you buy multiple items, versus the cost of driving around town this day. How is that impacting your shopping? You know, I have to say that that is, is affecting me. And at this point, I look at if I can get uh, the figures, if I can get two or three figures for not too much over what I would find them in store and get them for a reasonable shipping price, I will take that rather than drive all over town. Now, I still, I mean, I live two minutes from a Walmart. It's on my way home. I work across the street from a Walmart and a Target, so I will still stop into those, but I won't go out of my way. Like, I am really nowhere near a Toys R Us. I have to take an alternate route to to work or home to swing by it. It's kind of on the way, but not really. But I go there rarely, plus that Toys R Us is crap. But... I really, I I, about, yes. I look at uh, I look at online e-tailers as a more realistic possibility now, not so much as oh, that's the one I'm really desperate. No, I think they're more 
more reasonable than, hey, why don't I drive all over Cincinnati one day and go through an entire tank? I mean, because honestly, an entire tank of gas, that's $60. Yeah. That's a lot of toys. <laughs> yeah. I, I ain't going to lie. My, my, little, my little hybrid's getting 51 miles a gallon, and I'm, like, ecstatic with that. But that's uh, – now I'm kind of similar to you. I have – a target right across the street from my subdivision. We we often walk to this target when the weather's nice, and of course we've had rain for like nine solid days here. But I go in there a lot. But like this one target, I'm like you. I got I, I have to like tack on like seven miles to my drive home from work in order to stop and hit that that Toys R Us on Coleraine versus just taking the straight shot home. So I don't go to Toys R Us a lot anymore. I, I it's been a long, been a while since I've been in there. So. That's just interesting. You know what? I think we'll post a poll of the week with how are gas prices impacting your shopping. I I think that's an interesting topic because, you know, a few other things. Arnie and Marjorie have always mentioned about, hey, you know, I go into a Target, I go into a Walmart, I pick up a soda, I get a a Starbucks. I I just save a lot more money overall anyway, just on other incidental purchases. And the other thing, a lot of people talk about the thrill of the hunt, but at the same time, I'm equally excited about – getting home from a long day at work and seeing that package sitting on my chair. Think, oh, my goodness, what did I order? What, which one is this? And, you know, there's, there's a different high there. Now, I've, if you've been following me on the, on the forums, I've been posting here recently about all these PlayStation 2 games that I've been buying, getting them off Amazon and eBay, and I've, I've actually managed to get a old PS2 video game in the mail, like, every day this week. <laughs> and that was just like, oh, it's here, it's here, it's here. So there's something to be said about that that thrill as well. So I don't know. That would be interesting. Interesting to see how people respond. Actually, there's there's new slash repaint slash reissued vehicles. I'm seeing the uh, V19 Torrent Starfighter show up again, the new colored tank, uh, the hyena bomber, uh, the droid tri-fighter. So the mid the mid-size vehicles are are fairly stocked and fairly recent and as far as i can tell it looks like the newer clone wars figures are out i haven't seen the wave the two new arc troopers but they're still pretty current they're not stuck four waves ago like like the vintage figures are i keep seeing remnants of what i think had been well stocked shelves like for instance when was this? Oh, I guess I lied. I, I did go into Walmart yesterday morning, and I saw the R5-D4 vintage and the R2-D2 from Return of the Jedi where he has the drink tray on top of him, which I hadn't seen in, in that Walmart, I guess, a week ago. So to me, I think they're getting them, but they're just not getting a lot of them. So I keep seeing that one figure that tells me, oh, they were here. Like I run, go into a store, you know, a different Walmart three or four weeks ago, I saw the battle droid. And just didn't really care to have that. In fact, I had the Django Fett only because my friend in Appleton, Wisconsin, happened to run into it. He called me and he said, hey, didn't you want this Django Fett figure? I'm like, oh, wow, absolutely. You know, and he, he shipped it down. Great shape. Awesome looking figure. And I'm really glad he did that because I'm kind of like Garney. If you listen to Marvelicious, he, he has this little thing going where he says, well, if I order it online, then everybody else in the world is going to start finding them on shelves. And sure enough, that, that kind of happened to him on, on some of those Marvel Universe figures. And I thought for sure the moment I paid him for the figure and shipping, which is you know only 3 or $4 or whatever, I, I thought for sure they'd start hitting. If he's finding them in Appleton, maybe they're working their way east. But no, no, they're not seeing them at all. So 
Yeah, I have seen uh, the R5-D4 and the R2-D2 recently, which makes me wonder if they're in a reissue, a revision case that's showing up. But I'm really starting to think, you know, the majority of that Attack of the Clones wave, that must have been an Internet-only uh, wave that I just didn't know about <laughs> because I don't see it. I, I have yet to see more than the super battle droid hanging from the pegs. No, I take it back. I think I've seen the OE one. Never the guard, never the either of the bounty hunters. I've never seen a mace. I don't really I don't think they exist. I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> now I, I will say this about about two weeks ago at a Toys R Us, I did come across the Luke Skywalker from New Hope where he's got the utility belt and they show the picture of him getting ready to, you know, uh swing across the bridge. And then I got the Yoda from Revenge of the Sith. The Luke, though, when I got home, I realized it had a creased corner. So I don't know if I'm going to hold on to it. I might actually open it because it, that figure would go really good on my uh, Palatoy Death Star diorama that I that I try to put as many uh, Death Star-related figures as possible on. It's kind of funny because the, the Luke Skywalker I have on there right now is one of the Luke Skywalkers from the Power of the Force 2, you know, earlier in the Power of the Force 2 line, like, right right before on the heels of when episode one was released and i took a little white belt from the accessory pack that they released when episode two came out you know they had like a death star accessory set do you remember those things dan where they had like they had like four of them. they had like endor in one they had death star in the other they had some hoth stuff and they're they're just accessories they may have been exclusive yep. somewhere i haven't really researched or looked into these at all but i bought the death star one particularly for this very reason to have a little white utility belt to put around a Luke Skywalker figure. And here they actually made, and, and that actually doesn't look as good as it sounds, because I know it sounds great, right? So I might hold on to this figure, and he comes with the rope, so I don't know. I might actually open that one. I haven't, I haven't decided yet. I think I've seen that one in the store. Does my memory serve me correct? Is that one grinning? Is that a reuse of the... Uh... No, 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 no. no. He, doesn't, he doesn't have the big stupid what? grin. It's just the art. What? <laughs> Well, no, I, no, that was the uh, that was the the uh, Yavin ceremony, right? Luke, that, that has has the goofy grin, like the smiling Luke from uh, Pilot figure. This Luke Skywalker is actually a repaint from the Resurgence of the Jedi battle pack. You remember that had like Obi Wan, Luke, three PO, and R two, and they have. They have on that a um, a table and a hologram of Princess Leia, but this hologram's in a slightly different position than the one that had come with Obi Wan Kenobi previously. The figure they they reuse pretty much the head and the body, but change like the belt, and then they put like a little soft goods thing around his waist, and then I think the legs and the arms are the same. So it's slightly different, but it's mostly a reuse of that Resurgence of the Jedi figure, which I thought was a pretty decent figure. Uh, I think he's painted up better in, in this Death Star escape. But he comes with a hook. He's got that little, and he comes with that little comm link that, that Luke Skywalker used, you know, in the 3PO, 3PO, where could he be? That one. <laughs> Did I say that whiny enough? I, I didn't. I, that no. was that was very good. That was, was that good? Very, okay, thank you. That, thank was, you. That, was, that was done like a man who's listened to a lot of the radio drama. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty as charged, my friend. Okay, here, here's how bad the, the, the Star Wars finds are at shelves. I was at a Barnes & Noble today. I got kind of excited about this thing I saw because I'd never seen it before, and I thought it was pretty unique. And uh, it's, it's dated 2009, so apparently I'm just behind. I mean, Arnie and Marjorie probably already talked about this like two years ago, and I'm just now catching up. But it's the Art of Star Wars Comics 100 Collectible Postcards. Now, it was 1895. I went ahead and bought it because I thought it was kind of cool, and I hadn't bought anything for a while. 
Um, you can get on Amazon for like twelve dollars. So if, you know, and, and I, I I recommend this. You know, I'm not a huge comic book reader, but these cards are really cool, and they're literally postcards, and they have just a really good mix of different comics. I mean, there's even you know, if Nathan P. Butler's listening, there's the one of the postcards is the cover of Star Wars Tales 21, you know, that features the equals and opposites that he wrote. Now, unfortunately, the cover they use for that has Darth Vader, some Imperials, and some TIE Fighters, and it actually represents one of the other stories that was in that comic. But but still, that's pretty cool. It's Tales 21, but it's got a bunch of Marvel covers, uh, some other Star Wars tales. It's got, you know, the comic adaptation of Last Command, the, the very first Marvel issue one. The Chewbacca series episode, and they even have a couple covers from the uh, the anime comics, you know, where they have the, the manga style artwork to it. So it, it's just a really cool mix. And you know, being that I don't have a lot of comic books myself, this was just kind of a cool way to see a lot of really neat artwork in that. So uh, it comes in a pretty small box. The packaging is really neat. It's a little uh, setup box with a hinge lid, and you've got a little. I didn't get too technical on that with the jargon, did I? Uh, but anyway, no. it's got it's got this nice little ribbon that you can pull them out easily with it. It's really it was really a cool find, and you know this is what Hasbro's doing now because I'm finding something that's been apparently out for two years and thinking it's like the coolest find ever. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of thing that I could actually see Nathan P. Butler. He probably has all these comics, right? So does he really need postcards with the same artwork on it? But I could see him getting these and, like, sending them out to people. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so just to give the audience a little bit of a break in listening to us babble, let's see what Justin's finding at stores. Take it away, Cozy. Hey, everybody. Justin here with a look at what's going on in stores and online around the galaxy and around the corner. Finally, some life on the pegs. The latest wave of Clone Wars figures are starting to trickle out to retail, along with some of the deluxe sets that we saw way back at Toy Fair. The new figures in the Clone Wars series include Eat Koth, Barriss of Fee, and a couple of clones, one being Commander Colt in his Phase 2 Art Trooper getup, and the cool-looking Riot clone with his awesome transparent shield. Now, the new deluxe packs are more repaints of clones and vehicles with yet another clone speeder, but this time, it's green. Well, the clone's green, not the speeder. And we see yet another ATRT with Camo Arf Trooper, but this time, it's slightly less brownish-orange than the one that's already out there now. But with these showing up, that means that the other new ones shouldn't be too far behind, like that awesome Grievous with his mini wheel bike. Now, while there's no new figures really hitting for vintage, doesn't mean that they're not starting to ship. I've been seeing a lot of Wave 6 popping up. Seen it at Target, Toys R Us, and some at Walmart. So if you missed out on those, now might be your chance to get caught up. But for you variant hunters out there, you might want to be on the lookout for a couple new improvements and changes that are starting to ship now. I've seen the ATRT driver shipping with both his helmet on and helmet off in the package. So that's a variant you might want to keep an eye out for. And the Stormtrooper figure seems to have a whole new helmet on him. Well, not a new helmet, but a different helmet than what he was previously shipping with. This is the one where the the eye plates aren't necessarily touching the black eyebrow on the top of his helmet. And it looks a little more accurate to my eye. 
And the ones I've seen doesn't seem to be yellowing yet. So hopefully they addressed the yellowing plastic problem and gave us a better sculpt on the helmet and added a little paint detail to the abdomen. All in all, it looks like a really good figure and it looks like a good running change to make on that figure, especially if they're going to continue to ship it throughout the year. Also, the Dagobah Landing Luke figure seems to have come now with a corrected color of his lightsaber. The first couple of shipments had him with kind of a, a pale blue lightsaber that was too see-through and too light. And the one I saw the other day had a more dark blue, you know, the one you're more used to seeing with the Jedis who have blue sabers type of thing going on there. So if that type of thing matters to you, go ahead and hunt that one down. Otherwise, I'm happy with the one I have sitting on his card. Now, also, while I was at Toys R Us, I noticed that they went from their regularly high price of $9.99 to $10.99 on their vintage figures, a trend I hope does not continue. I don't know what's going on with Toys R Us and why they think that $11 is the right price for a single figure, but hopefully they get their act together and start to bring that price into a more reasonable $8 area. But I also did notice that the Darth Vader figure there that they had, you know, the one that's actually Anakin on a card, but they're calling him Darth Vader because technically he was dubbed Darth Vader before he went to Mustafa. Anyway, I noticed that he had the Sith eyes painted on, and so I looked at one that was there from before, and while looking at them both, the older one seemed to have the Sith eyes, but just not as clear and well done. So I don't know if the one I was looking at that's new is actually a variant or just a running change, or maybe just an even a paint anomaly. But the newer one looked like the paint on the eyes were a little more detailed and easier to tell that that was the Sith eyes. So if you know if that's a true variant or something that they've changed, head on over to forums and let us know. If you're like me, you're constantly looking to fill holes in your collection or just pick up something new and different that you haven't had before, well then you should head on over to Brian's Toys and check out their impressive stock of new and vintage collectibles. Right now they have some new stuff in stock like the Sideshow Greedo, along with the latest waves of Clone Wars and Vintage Collection, and the newest vehicles like the Droid Gunship that we talked about last time. And if you're looking for an older figure from the past, it's a good bet that they have what you're looking for. So click on over to Brian'sToys.com and don't forget when checking out, mention that you heard about Brian's Toys from Star Wars Action News. Over at Backstage Toys, they have a number of new products in stock like the Battle Packs, including the Jedi Showdown, Holocron Heist, Tatooine Desert Ambush, and the Birth of Vader Packs. They also have the latest deluxe packs with vehicles like Jesse and his bark speeder and the Mandalorian with his speeder as well, ready to ship. And if you want to get all 12 vintage foil carded figures in one foul swoop, Backstage has you covered. They have the full set of 12 ready to ship, so head on over there and check it out. Now there's a bunch of stuff to talk about what's going on online, so let's dive right in. StarWars.com has a countdown to May the 4th going on right now where they promise to reveal all the details and goodies that we can expect from the Blu-ray release in the fall this 4th of May. Get it? May the 4th? Okay, yeah. We've all gotten it. So finally we can find out exactly what we're getting on these Blu-rays for the money that we already plopped down in blind faith months ago. So... 
I'm holding out for a whole bunch of cutscenes that we didn't even know existed, but that's just me. Over at Entertainment Earth, you can pre-order their exclusive Gentle Giant Episode 3 Obi-Wan mini-bust, which looks pretty darn cool and is slated to ship in July. Meanwhile, Sideshow is teasing us with an impending announcement about their latest offering, Figure and Dan. Now, I personally would be interested to find out if we can expect the rest of the modal nodes at some point. Maybe they're going to have a pack of two and interchangeable instruments, or maybe they'll just have a pack of instruments and you can buy a bunch of figure and dance and make your own modal nodes who knows sideshow's always good about making sure we get full sets and stuff like that eventually so we'll have to see what their plan is for the figure and dan and the modal nodes in the future but for now looks like figure and dan will be coming soon and finally if you've been considering picking up the life-size boba fett from sideshow you may want to kick it into gear as they only have 19 left in stock and one of them, honestly, might just have my name on it. So that's about it for me this week. But remember, if you're into Marvel collectibles, check out Arnie, Marjorie, and me over at Marvelicious Toys, where we discuss all the Marvel goodness going on from the movie lines like Thor, Iron Man, Captain America, and the Marvel Universe figures, to the high-end collectibles like Hot Toys and Kotobukiya. So check us out on MarveliciousToys.com. Well... That's what's going on in stores and online. So until next time, keep on collecting, and I'll see you in the toy aisle. Now back to Jerry and Dan. Thanks, Justin. All right, as Dan alluded to earlier, Republic Forces Radio Network is going to be talking the Clone Wars micro-series, the Tartakovsky-produced series from Cartoon Network and what, uh, 03, 04, and 05, we saw episodes. So Republic Forces is going to be taking that on for their summer project. But today on Star Wars Action News, we're going to talk about some of the really interesting toys that came as a result of that line. And while we were at Celebration 5 over the past summer, one of the figures that was shown in the Hasbro slideshow was a realistic clone that may or may not be Captain Fordo from the Tartakovsky Micro Series. That was out so many years ago. But I really like the looks of this guy. And because I do still have Quite a few of my micro-series figures because while I do try to move towards the ultimate version of figures, they weren't made again. So, so some of them I do still have. For instance, Yoda with his Kaibuck. He's still sitting on my shelf in my computer room. Those I still have. And this Captain Fordo, sculpted correctly with both of the correct blaster pistols, is a must-have for me. Okay, now, wait, Dan, Captain Fordo, the, the one in the red from the first season that just did all the hand gestures... In that, like, early episode, is that who that is? Yes, Captain, well, he's actually in, I believe, well, four episodes. He's in, he, we do first see him in, when they're attacking Munalist, in, in the Tiger Stripe gunship. He is the Red Arc Trooper Commander with two blasters. He does, he only, he's the only one who speaks, and I can't remember what the three words he says are. We're in Place General or something like that, where they do get on top of the building. Oh, but he was also in the second he, season on that Space Whale? Yes, yes, he was. He was on oh, the second okay. season on the Space Whale where they came and rescued Keati Mundi. Keati Mundi. And... What a lot of people don't realize is he's actually in the third season, too. During the assault on Coruscant, he is the trooper in the front who has actually a full-size clone rifle under one arm and his blaster pistol. And he's the one who says, we cover this, the Jedi are covering the left flank, or however his line is. And he has a completely different helmet. But that helmet is actually supposed to be coming with 
the figure that they're making. That oh, sure, because by, by season three, they're in the phase two. That's right. Yeah. So that is why we definitely know, even though his name may or may not be Captain Porto, that is the clone that they are making this realistic style. Dan, that really annoys me because when I looked at all those figures from Toy Fair and saw that they were just given a, a generic expanded universe logo, I really didn't like that. I would love for them to take the Clone Wars micro series logo because it had a specific font, a specific look to it. I'm kind of looking at it right now, and I know it's pretty elongated, but you know, I'm looking at the DVD. There's there's a way to play with that. They they could be they could easily be created with this. I'd love to see that logo and actually call it Captain Fordo. And I don't know. Let me ask you this question: Since it's a realistic style figure, do you like that they have a realistic photo, or would you rather have footage from the Clone Wars micro series on that card? Because a part of me thinks that that would be Sort of cool, at least different. Well, you know, Jerry, this is kind of similar to what they did last time when they did the realistic style Clone Wars figures back in 2003. They didn't really have pictures of them from the cartoon. They did kind of a realistic drawing of them, kind of something taken from the comic books or just an artist's rendition. So this doesn't bother me that much, but I know what you mean about the logo. This is something we talked about in the Toy Fair wrap-up show, and it was... I think it was Steve, the Ginger Prince, who brought us all down to earth and said, you know, if you slap a dozen different logos on these for every single thing these guys want, people are going to get a little confused. It's not all going to fit. So for it to look right on some, you have to give up it looking not so good on others, I guess. So I've kind of come to terms with it. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. Actually, I'm just now looking at this Captain Fordo figure I got in front of me right now, and I'm actually amazed how how not realistic the figure actually is. It, it's not as detailed as a normal clone trooper, I don't think. And I like it. I, I like it a lot. I actually think it's a really cool-looking figure now that I'm looking at it again. But I don't know. I guess I, I, I see that. But I, I think by this time, we're so used to so many different car designs have been, you know, that even this uh, Hasbro's used since 95, that that wouldn't bother me at all. That wouldn't bother me at all. But you know what, Dan, speaking of which, that, that did make me think of something. I, I did pick up... The episode two clone trooper on the Attack of the Clones vintage card back, and when I first picked it up, I swear I thought it was an animated series clone trooper. Now I assumed I don't I don't I haven't opened it, of course. I assume the head's different because obviously those little, you know the 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 clone soldiers uh, the, the clone troopers' faces are, are very distinct for the animated series. So I assume the head is changed around, but the body looks so much more like the animated series clones than than just you know the normal clones we've gotten so it's definitely an all-new clone trooper which i really wasn't expecting on that i just thought we were getting probably one of the best clones they've made to date just on the vintage car but it looks like they've redone a whole new clone so kind of impressive i i still feel like though that it's gotten more of that look kind of like fordo does what's really interesting is that this show you know, knowing that we're going to be talking this for Republic Forces, it really made me want to, aside from just watching the show, but kind of dig in and see from a Star Wars action news collecting perspective, what all have they done for the micro-series in terms of toys? And it's actually got quite a deep history. Yeah, they actually started doing these way back in 2003. It was something that, surprisingly, they actually got behind because not only did they do a whole bunch of figures, they did... A bunch of vehicles. They did multi-packs, some deluxe figures. Then they even went ahead and did a very limited run and, from what I recall, not very well-received run of the figures in animated style. 
in uh, 2004 and 2005. And if I remember right, those were pretty much Target exclusive. Well, you know what? I, I had to dig into this a little bit because I, I'd forgotten. I, I knew they originally came out. I believe there was eight figures that were Target exclusives in 2003. And actually, I think they were pretty well received by collectors. And I think actually collectors might have been the only ones receiving them because I remember finding that they were really hard to come across. And there were a partic- few particular figures that I just don't think I ever saw. And I just got them for some, some friends because these figures predate Star Wars Action News. So I wasn't involved in any like online community at all to really people could grab for each other and you know cost plus shipping like, like, like we tend to do when things get tough to find. You're, you're right. They had eight figures that came that were animated styling all the way down. I, you know, the cards were very much micro-series. I loved how they did this, the side of the clone head. You had the Cartoon Network logo. You had this really nice insert that had the character as he looked in the show. And the figures were very much stylized. Very little articulation, though, which actually when I go back and look at these figures, I think myself, see now, here's how I like an action figure a little bit more so. I don't know, maybe they just remind me more of the the, the vintage figures, but... You know, actually, some of these figures are even less articulated than vintage. A lot of them don't even have, like, hips, you know, anything on the, and certainly no knees or, 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 or ankle-type articulation. I mean, I've got Anakin in my hand right now, and he has, you can move his two arms, and you can turn his head, and that is it. But I like the pose. And, you know, if, if you guys have been listening to me on this show for a while, you know, I am not a super articulation kind of guy, because I think in a lot of ways it weakens the figure for a guy like me who just likes to kind of find that, you know, that, that pose I like with the arms and just set up up on a shelf. And sometimes you land in a scenario where they don't hold their gun very well or the little, the little wrist pops out, and it just, to me, it's kind of frustrating. But these figures might have been a little too much on the other side. Yeah, I only got one of those figures, and it was a uh, Count Dooku, and I got him on clearance. And the reason I got him was because of the issue of Toy Fair. When these figures were coming out, he was in it standing still and pointing out his lightsaber and and yelling shenanigans. And that just made me laugh every time I saw it. So he also is on my desk in my computer room continually telling me that nothing I do is anything but shenanigans. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm actually – I I didn't have the Dooku in hand here. But these really aren't action figures in so much as like three and three-quarter inch maquettes. I mean if you think about a lot of what General Giants made over the years, just looking at these things and pictures online – and not knowing the scale, they just kind of look like the little maquettes because they don't obviously have articulation. They're just like little tiny statues. But it's cool because they, they give the little animated flair to the lightsabers. The lightsabers are kind of generic looking. They came with these really cool Star Wars, the Clone Wars bases that were like carved out like the show's logo. They're a little large actually for my taste because if you got the figures on the bases themselves and you want to put them on a shelf, you can't put any of them too close to each other because the base is like four inches wide and two inches deep. So it creates this weird spacing between them. But I think what happened, Dan, is when the season three came on Cartoon Network, I think we started seeing more of these figures even some of them get reissued, like the Dooku, the Saj, and Mace, and things like that. They got reissued to a broader distribution to, I mean, I remember seeing them at Myers and, and Walmarts, but then they also had a handful of new figures like the Arc Commander, which I guess is Fordo. They, then they made clone troopers in the other color, so there was a red one, a yellow one, and a blue one now. And then that's where they actually introduced Grievous as well, since he was sort of like that teaser at the tail end of Season 2, but you really got into his character in Season 3. You know, those are ones I never actually saw in the wild because if I had seen the Fordo, the Arc Trooper Red, as they put it, that's when I would have gotten because I always liked his character and I thought, thought that was really, the arcs were really, I mean, this is where I was introduced to the arcs. Now, there are 
There are, of course, the two factions where arcs introduced in the cartoon, the micro series, or where arcs introduced in the comics. And, you know, that's kind of like the how many looks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll Pop? The world may never know. But I'm okay with that. I really liked that. That was my introduction to the arc troopers, and I thought that they were just awesome from the get-go so and i really liked fordo's character so if i had seen those i would pick those up they were around me at least the the targets and walmart's on this side of town by the time those hit the originals had been swinging from the pegs with clearance stickers forever i mean they couldn't give those things away for 99 cents so wow you know i don't remember that at all that is really interesting so yeah i don't think they they got the numbers in 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 that animated style which like you said yeah that is a lot like just a mini maquette or because they had no very little articulation. You know what's interesting about this? If you go, if you like, for instance, you, you can kind of bring to the point you never saw him. But if you wanted to go get him today, and honestly, it's hard to search for these figures since there's so many Clone Wars figures out right now. You know, because of the the show that we currently review, I am seeing a lot of Arc Trooper, you know, Fordo figures on their card for about twenty dollars. There's this uh, one auction that's forty dollars that actually has. Three regular clone troopers and the ARC trooper. It looks like the all three of the color variants along with the ARC trooper. That one actually doesn't seem so bad. I mean, that breaks down to $10 a figure. So I think these are pretty affordable. Even that other Clone Wars line that they did that I guess was more comic book based, you know, the one that was right on the heels of the Episode 2 line, those are fairly affordable too. They, they weren't always, but as they started reissuing, you remember that ARC trooper, they had the gray one, then they reissued, they did like that, that, blind conversion to a red arc trooper which i guess was you could argue as fordo those i remember being very expensive at first but then both of those figures they reissued in the evolution packs and they did saga legends this and blah 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 tin you know commemorative tins that these these guys have been reissued so many times that they've kind of lost their value which i i guess is good for the collector because now these things are very obtainable yeah when those first came out those arcs particularly because everybody wanted a squad of arcs they were so hard to find in secondary market they were so expensive and for the longest time that was the only way to get them but then like you said in the evolutions pack they were redone and then we had alpha in comic pack and we've seen them improve the mold to where now arcs aren't that hard to find and they're much better because that original arc he had horrid articulation well, now here, here's one from the animated series, you know, the micro series. That's like thirteen dollars. Buy it now. So, again, you know, shop around. These things are easy to find. Do you remember when they did? I forgot about this. I'm just now seeing this on eBay. Do you remember when they did for the Clone Wars, the like like what I'm calling the comic version? They do. They did the uh, two packs to where they took two of the figures and kind of like I don't know if that was a single card with a double bubble, no pun intended, or if they just kind of shrink wrapped those. But they had like a bonus clone trooper that I think was a poorly articulated one, but he was like a freebie. Those I never saw. I don't know where those things were sold at. At the time those came out, I was actually working as a merchandiser for Lego in the uh, busy season. So from the end of October until January, I was work- I was doing that seasonally. So I saw those. Those were mostly at Toys R Us. A lot of the Clone Wars realistic style stuff was exclusive to Toys R Us, or maybe not purposefully exclusive, but they were mostly carried by Toys R Us because... I only ever saw, like, the gunship that is so hard to find even still and, and pulled down pretty big numbers last time I checked. I only ever saw that at a Toys R Us. I passed on it because I already had the Episode 2 one and didn't think, well, I'm a father with three kids, and so my collecting, how is it that Baron says it? My collecting real estate is very hard to come by, so 
two gunships, not really an option because those things are huge. <laughs> and we're, we're going get, to get into what the, uh, the rest of the line did for this micro-series. But the most interesting thing that I think came from the micro-series in terms of specific animated style toys was the, the DVD three-packs. So the Clone Wars saw two DVD releases. Each of them had their own set of Walmart DVD three-packs when they, you know, did that for everything at the time. and But that also yielded, especially in the second DVD, some of the, the more interesting figures. So when the Season 1 DVD came out, we had two three-packs that were just repaint. So you got Anakin, Obi-Wan, and an ARC Trooper together in a pack, which is pretty cool. And then the second one was Asajj, Grievous, and Dirge. Which, by the way, I... I I'm, I'm giving giving myself up here a little bit on the Republic Forces review, but I think Dirge looks ridiculous in this series, and I never picked up that figure. I, I did one card it just to have the complete set, which I no longer have, but I never wanted a Dirge loose and open. I just think he's a ridiculous-looking character. But more to come on Republic Forces Radio Network. But then when they did the second DVD, like I said, there you actually got some unique figures that never made it to the individual carded line. So you had two three-packs in that as well. You had... Anakin with all that blue line tribal type tattoo thing that that went on before he went on that little mission. He had Ceci Tian, which had not been in the show, but at the same time, he was also just a kind of a clever repaint and repack of uh, Obi-Wan. They just took the uh, the Obi-Wan body, repainted it, stuck a Ceci Tian head on, and then boom, you got a new figure, which, you know, for this line works perfect. I mean, I'm glad they put that effort versus just, you know, giving us repainted Obi-Wan. Oh, wait a minute. He came, it's, he came it's in the just, next pack. It's interesting to see that Ceci Tian's hands are flesh-colored, not slightly orange like he is. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, okay, the, the, the paint deco could have been a little bit better. But then also in that same three-pack, you you got the, the Phase 2 clone trooper armor that we saw in the Season 2. So that was actually really cool. And again, they just took the same clone trooper and just put the new head on it, which, you know, for my money, great, do it. The next pack was Commander Cody, which is completely, you know, unique. I think they took the same body but added, you know, an accessory, changed up the head a little bit. Then you had... The new Obi-Wan with his more, you know, Episode 3 style haircut, which again, same body from the, the previous one, just gave him a new sculpted head. And then you had a repaint of Grievous. So he was originally released kind of like a light blue type thing, and then the second release was more true to his Episode 3 colors. So I actually think those three packs were, particularly for the Season 2 ones, were probably some of the, the, the more interesting figures they released for this line. Now, once they got done tinkering around with all this animated stuff, stuff, they did finally get us to the realistic, which I've hinted at before, which those were my favorite. That's what I liked. I didn't really care for the animated because that didn't, they, they weren't going to fall in line with everybody else. They, they couldn't stand, you couldn't stand an animated style arc trooper in the middle of your clone army and him look halfway decent. So. Actually, Dan, most of the figures you couldn't stand, period, without, you know, some, I mean, without those ginormous yeah. stands. Or a stand of some variety. That a, nobody lot of those little, a lot of those circular ones will work, but like the, anim, the Anakin where his legs like split out in a way that he would need somebody to like go, like uh, an orthopedic surgeon to go like redo his knees if he was actually standing that way. That figure doesn't stand worth crap. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now that figure, I believe, could be the father of He-Man Luke from 1995. So, for the illegitimate love child thereof, yeah. Because <laughs> they both have the same sense of balance. So, <laughs> but yes, we did finally start getting the realistic style, which I loved. Uh, and there have been rumors and whispers that they may someday do realistic versions of our current Clone Wars. 
characters, and I say bring it on because once they went realistic style, then I was more prone to buy them. Now I do get Clone Wars figures now, but that's because my kids love them. Or with the example of this latest Cad Bane, that Cad Bane, the newest Cad Bane that comes with Toto 360, looks almost realistic. I he fits just fine with the bounty hunter shelf, or saying not so much. But you know, <laughs> Cad Bane. He looks really good. And then we had multi-packs. That was another great thing they did with this line is they gave us just generic Jedi. One of them was a human, a three-pack of a human Jedi, a Rodan Jedi, and a Twi'lek Jedi. No names. Now, if I remember right from the clone ones, they were all kind of like in a locked pose. They were They were very much your army building for diorama or play purposes. So you had kneeling and then prone and then standing. And that was pretty much how they were forever. I'm just disappointed, Dan, that we never got Shahagi. <laughs> you know what? I think every day's a little brighter because we didn't get Shahagi. <laughs> and if you actually don't know who we're talking about, tune in to Republic Forces Radio Network and, and find out who this weird crossover-ish like character is. And it'll be several episodes in as he was in the uh, tail end of season two. But it's a funny story nonetheless. You know, it's a bit as of a teaser there. That's one thing I'm glad that this new series hasn't done, even though they are still on Cartoon Network. They haven't felt the need to put Ben 10 as a, in as a Padawan or something like that. No no need for cross <laughs> Dan, I would love that. <laughs> I mean, just, just his look, don't even mention it. That would so be awesome. Right. <laughs> there I go, giving them ideas again. Giving, oh, geez. Bingo. <laughs> but this realistic styling of these characters isn't something that only lasted for the, albeit, fairly short run of the particular Clone Wars line. Later, we would see them revisit it again and put out realistic styles with Roran Karab and the Yoda on Kaibak, Thamudana, who they, uh, they've done those in recent times. So obviously, this, this series, while it was very short and now is kind of being swept under the rug by the current Clone Wars, it's still loved by fans if they are still able to make these figures and themselves fairly well. The only one I ever saw swinging from the pegs for an extended amount of time was the Roaring Karab because nobody really knew who this hammerhead with a lightsaber was. Well, you know, it's really interesting how they approach this. I mean, every lineup since Episode 3 has had some presence. I mean, like you mentioned, Fal Madama was in the, the, he was one of the first ones done this way with the Saga collection. And then you had that really cool Hunt for Grievous battle pack that was originally a Toys R Us exclusive and then later was opened up and then probably the most collectible thing came from that line which was the uh, Space Whale Deco on the on the gunship which I think was a Toys R Us exclusive as well wasn't it? Yes it was and I do have that. Well and you've got something pretty hot because if you're looking to buy that now and I had it one time and I actually sold off all my gunships just for space and I got a pretty penny for it even opened I kept the box and had all the instructions, so it was a pretty desirable item. But if you wanted to go on eBay right now and buy that, you are looking at at least 150 bucks, and most of them are about 200 right now. And that's actually pretty much all the gunships end up being pretty collectible, I guess, in that sense, which kind of makes me scratch my head a little bit as they make more and more of them. That, that doesn't seem to impact it because they never make it widely. It's such a large, and I guess, expensive toy. They've never been like warming shelves and, you know, on almost any level. But then the 30th anniversary had several figures that were done realistic style. Like you mentioned the Kaibuck, Ron Karab. They had the ambush on Ilum 
battle pack that had those really cool droids. Boloff Mon, I think is his name. You know, the, the fan choice, like the werewolf style guy. And then you also have that really interesting Jedi versus Sith battle pack where they originally and very poorly did Obi-Wan in the clone armor. Remember that, Dan? Oh, yes. <laughs> Obi-Wan in the clone armor, the most... I think the most demanded figure from that series. Everybody wanted to see Obi-Wan and his clone armor. And they totally shortcutted it and made it terrible. Dropped the ball in the worst way. Besides, Ventress was really nice on that line. And then they did kind of like, this was actually one where they where they first did a remake from the specific stylized figures. Because in, in that line, we had kind of Anakin and his rainy, like, battle damaged against uh, Asajj Ventress in the season two. But then... They redid that figure in realistic style, which I thought was kind of cool. But then you go over the Legacy Collection, they had a, a way that was pretty much dedicated to that as well. You had uh, you know, the, one of the Lancer droids from the, I, the IG series. They redid the Obi-Wan armor, which that figure was actually pretty cool. You had Stacey Teen and his armor. They redid Pad, Padme and the Ilum costume, which was really, really interesting. And yes, the infamous Snow Bunny Padme. Snow Bunny Padme. I think the, the only character outfit that comes close to rivaling Slave Leia. And I don't know why that is. Guys, you're giving us a bad rep with all this need about yeah, those two just, characters. And what's really cool about that wave, Dan, is that they redid that heavy gunner clone trooper with the right gun. If you remember from the hunt of for Grievous pack, th- that, that character that had those guns that came over his head and the quad like turbo blaster type gun and he was just like la- laying down some serious fire. When they made that figure in Hunt for Grievous, he came with this ridiculous gun. It was actually a cool-looking gun, but it was nothing nothing close to what he used in the series. For the Legacy Collection, they, they corrected that. They gave him a little bit lighter paint deco, I guess, to make it more animated, but then kind of gave him the right type of gun. But here's, here's what's funny. I also dabble a little bit in G.I. Joe collecting. That gun that came with that character in the Hunt for Grievous pack was a roadblock gun from like a earlier comic pack that they that G.I. Joe had made. So they actually just stripped the gun from Roadblock, the G.I. Joe character, and slapped it on this uh, heavy gunner clone trooper. How funny is that? <laughs> I have a friend in Dayton who's a big G.I. Joe guy. When that one came out, and I know exactly what gun you mean. You mean that little two-piece minigun, yeah. which is kind of underscaled for what we saw in the... In the episode, I mean, we did see a character with a minigun, but it wasn't the trooper they came with in the Hunt for Grievous pack. So, yeah, that was, that was just a straight reissue of a, of a G.I. Joe gun, which is just funny. And don't get I mean, me wrong. I understand that cool they want to get us. Oh, absolutely. I mean, come on. We, we've seen them play that game in the Clone Wars series now. A clone with a laser minigun is awesome. No doubt about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd say if you wanted to have you know either style from this micro series, you, they have done enough figures, enough characters in the realistic style that you could go either way with it. You you could because you know that O three Clone Wars line that I always call it more comic book based, but it's not really. It's just realistic styling. They did the shirtless Kit Fisto, which we'd never seen since. So now they did put. Sessie Teen in his space armor, which was cool, deal with shirtless Kit Fisto. The biggest raspberry I'd give to any of these figures, though, was that foul Madama, the the, uh, the towels, because he was literally the same figure from the Mooftap Cabe, two-pack from, like, 98, with a slightly different paint deco, and then they just, like, threw boots and a tunic on him. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a very big disappointment, because not only because they did just put really 
bad looking <laughs> accessories on him. Yeah, you know, the other thing, Dan, good luck in getting that lightsaber fit in the hand, too, because that's just a normal, you know, it's one of those generic silver handle one has no distinction to it, but he can't hold it to no, save his he life. Couldn't, he couldn't, and that was... That was one of those sad tendencies that they've kind of gone down with some of the more recent figures in the past three years is if once you take the tiny little clear rubber band off, then they will never hold their accessory again. Oh, it's toast. Yeah, absolutely toast. (laughs) Just a sad thing. So, Dan, what was your favorite figure from the micro series trip? Oh, my favorite figure from the micro series or vehicle, whatever, however you want to answer. You know, I'm going to go with my the vehicle is going to be that space whale gunship. I've always loved. I from the second I saw that thing, I loved it. I wanted to make it. They made it. I bought it. I don't want to. (laughs) It's amazing how that uh, capitalism thing works, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. They. I am the poster child for what they're doing here. (laughs) But you know. I don't know whether I want to say this or not, just to see if the collective scream from when this comes out is audible all around the world. But I mentioned that that is the only gunship that I bought, and that is still the only gunship I have. And that's the one my kids oh. play with. <laughs> okay, that's where the scream comes from. That's 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 because where the scream comes from. Yes, my kids actually, they just ran by with it a minute ago. I mean, the, <laughs> the fact that that's the only one you own, I don't think that would call a scream because there's so many people who just never could get their hands on a gunship. So, I mean, the fact oh, yeah. that that's the one you have, good for you. That's I mean, That was a good grab. But the fact <laughs> well, that that's the one with my it? kids play with. Seriously? Yes, yes, that's the one they play with. <laughs> Do also, on a side note, have the Space Whale Deco ARC-170, which is kind of like the whole dark ARC-170. There's no reason for it. They just <laughs> did it because, hey, some sucker's going to buy it. Sucker. sucker, maybe. <laughs> and among others. Yes, yes, it will. But, yes, the Space Whale uh, gunship, my favorite. Love it. Glad I have it. So. Well, and Dan, like you, I am also going to cite a vehicle, but a different one. My, one of my favorite toys from this line, and I, I was never one to buy Jedi Starfighters, but I bought this one. Anakin's Jedi Starfighter that they later reissued, you know, just a couple years ago. But for years, the only way to get it was from that 2003 Clone Wars line. And as far as I know, Dan, maybe you can drop some knowledge on this. I, I, I just don't know. But was that souped-up Starfighter of Anakin's, was that ever in the comics, or was that purely from the show? Because it was certainly prominent in the show. I'm pretty sure that is all that it's from. It was only in that cartoon. Okay. Okay. I wasn't sure if they, uh, you know, how he was ever depicted in the comics with a vehicle, if at all. But I always thought that was just a really cool, cool-looking vehicle. Had used to have that thing hanging up from my ceiling with some of the other vehicles. That's how much I enjoyed that vehicle. I thought that was really well done. Although I thought there was a lot of good-looking figures, so... You know, hopefully, as we typically are, we're, we're trendsetters for the Star Wars community. So as we bring some new light onto this Clone Wars micro series, you know, really help keep it from being forgotten. And obviously, when you think about Clone Wars animation, your mind goes to what's, you know, the kind of the here and now that's been around for three seasons now. So certainly want to make sure people remember because the, the series is, a, you know, a fun journey, but also had a lot of great collectibles. There's a lot of a lot of cool things to go after here. So maybe hopefully people will be going out there and building their micro collections, no pun intended, of these figures because I I think they did a lot of great stuff with it. Oh, absolutely. And there is a way, I mean, even with this line being as limited as it is, there are ways to get kind of ultimate versions. Like we said with the Obi-Wan Kenobi and clone armor, they did finally do a really good version of him, and not that long ago. Some of the other ones, the Yoda on Kaibuk is great. That is the one of the best versions of the Clone Wars style yoga that they did because he always had that little sheath for his saber hilt on his back and that thing was notoriously horrible at keeping the the, uh, saber there. 
Well, I think that about wraps us up. A little bit of a follow-up to last week's show with Arnie and Marjorie. We did get a few new pictures of some of the other exclusives that will be available day of release when Star Tours opens back up. They're showing us some limited first day, opening day pins, and also a limited edition hologram stitch Yoda that comes with a Star Tours opening day 2011 patch. So that stitch is going to be limited to 2011 pieces and come with a display case. Uh, something else for you kids who are planning on being at Disney for the opening day of Star Tours. I won't be. <laughs> well, and two, I mean, hey, guys, uh, go onto the forums at SWActionNews.com. Maybe if there's some of fellow Swanlings that are heading down to Orlando, maybe they're driving. Hey, maybe we can uh, pull together some some wish list and maybe some, some folks would be kind enough to bring some things back. But my brother and his family is going down to Disney this summer, so I'm thinking I'm going to have to give her some, some pictures of items and say, yes, one of those and one of those, two of those, and... Uh, three of those, and um, yeah, throw in one of those pins. Yeah, a friend of mine is going down in August, and uh, I really like the T-shirt that has the four posters that kind of look like the travel posters. I really like that T-shirt, so I might send him down with a little bit of scratch to pick that up for me. And you never know. We might find out that uh, if they put those posters available just individually, those would be pretty cool to get and maybe frame kind of similar to the Star Wars travel posters that were released. It's a little bit of a higher price tag <laughs> a few weeks back. All right. Once again, though, we'd like to thank Arnie and Marjorie for this opportunity to step in and uh, kind of run the show this week. It's been a lot of fun. Dan, as always, really enjoy taking the opportunity to lay down some uh, Star Wars collecting talk with you. And uh, we'll be back together real soon on Republic Forces Radio Network. When when are those going to hit? I know we're recording soon, but when when can folks expect to see those shows, Dan? I'll never tell. Oh, so just keep checking republicforces.com every day. Every. We just finished doing the first couple episodes, so our first episode should be out any day now. We'll go with that. I like that. Thanks for that detail, Dan. <laughs> that was almost helpful. <laughs> All right, well... Once again, guys, thanks for listening, and Arnie and Marjorie will be back next week. So long, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Star Wars Action News. You can find even more Star Wars coverage at our sister podcast, Republic Forces Radio Network, where we review each episode of the Clone Wars cartoon series. You can find that show at republicforces.com. If you're into Star Wars novels, check out the Star Wars Action News Book Club, where we read and review all the Star Wars novels. That podcast is at swactionnews.com. We want your feedback and suggestions for Star Wars Action News. You can email us at show at swactionnews.com or post your thoughts in the Star Wars Action News forums at swactionnews.com, the most friendly forums on the web. You can be on Star Wars Action News by calling our voicemail at 415-508-JEDI or sending an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at swactionnews.com. All materials submitted become the property of Star Wars Action News and are subject to use on our show. You can help support Star Wars Action News by using the affiliate links on our homepage when shopping online. 
We would also appreciate it if you spread the word about Star Wars Action News by posting about us on Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, or just tell a friend about the show. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on iTunes, and you can also cast a vote for us each month at Podcast Alley. Links to both can be found on our homepage at SWActionNews.com. For more Star Wars collecting, please visit yakface.com, hanshideout.blogspot.com, and jedi-temple-archives.com, and we thank those sites for their support of Star Wars Action News. Star Wars Action News is created, produced, and hosted by Marjorie and Arnie. The Star Wars Action News team is website designed by Jason, associate produced and announcements by Brock, reporters Jerry, Dan, Steve, and Justin, graphic designed by Chris, and podcast enhancement by Barrett. Star Wars Action News is copyright 2011, all rights reserved. Star Wars Action News is not affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited. The show is created by fans showing their love of Star Wars. Star Wars and all the Star Wars universe contains is trademarked and copyright Lucasfilm Limited, all rights reserved. Until next time, may the pegs be stocked and the Force be with you. Star Wars Action News. Now this is podcasting. Star Wars Action News is a production of Venganza Media Incorporated. I just got a text from my wife who's like five feet away from me. <laughs> I better see what she needs. Okay. Bunch of old biddies. Yeah. <laughs> she was making fun of me saying, you guys are going to take forever because you guys just like to talk. All right. I, I, I guess Teresa's telling us we should get started. Uh, <laughs> so. Okay, Teresa. <laughs> Dan says he's sorry. <laughs> so we're... All right, now I'm going to have to murder children. Well, not on the air, Dan. That's what I was thinking, because we don't have uh, any spots running on Swan for RFRN, just for now playing. What's up with that? <laughs> I think I think our division needs a better uh, marketing person. And oh, they did give us the scuba trooper to go with shortlist. Uh, shortlist? Short. <laughs> to go with. No. <laughs> That's a different figure entirely. I was at a Barnes & Noble today, and I got excited. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I was at a bar. I was at a bar. I was like, give me another one, bartender. I, I can't find any toys. Come on, Jerry. I think you've had I'll tell you when I've had enough. Am I muted? I'm muted. No, I was. No, I was, and I okay. minimized the window, and I just couldn't find it. So, Okay. So. Like, I'm just talking to myself now. Again, the doctor said I was supposed to stop that. Thanks for tuning in. Don't touch that dial. <laughs> Bob, weep, grana, weep, ninny, Bob. <laughs>